This is a budget for uncertain times, balancing cost of living relief with restraint in the face of darkening economic storm clouds with domestic growth expected to slow to 1.5% by the end of the year. No recession just yet, but the risks are growing. The Canberra spin is all about a $4 billion surplus if it eventuates, but Treasurer Jim Chalmers concedes it's a one-off, warning that deficits will be back in a flash to fund Medicare, the NDIS and Defence. Elements of good luck and good management have snagged windfall gains from more people in the workforce and the world's appetite for Australian commodities boosting Treasury coffers. Iron ore, coal and gas coming to the rescue once again. There's no traditional fistful of dollars with 87% of gains going to the budget bottom line, though $15 billion of targeted relief is going to households where Australians are hurting from record high energy bills and rising interest rates. More good news, wages growth is tipped to rise to 4% next year. Once again, more taxes from more bracket creep when workers get a pay rise. Former Treasury official Stephen Anthony says it's a steady, no-frills budget, but he thinks it's a missed opportunity for real action on budget repair. The headline story is very rosy. You know, you, you walk away thinking, well, things are going really well and there's nothing to worry about. And then you look at the detail and you think of the missed opportunity and you start getting very nervous. While Jim Chalmers maintains the handouts won't fuel inflation, Stephen Anthony worries it lays the groundwork for even more Reserve Bank interest rate rises. If we have COVID, a pandemic, a downturn, we spend up big time. Now, when the sun's shining, like it is now, we should be achieving genuine cuts. Just like reformers like Paul Keating, uh, Peter Costello, managed to achieve. So what are the risks by not acting fast enough or doing anything? Well, obviously, we make the Reserve Bank's job harder. Probably more interest rate increases for the government's lack of ability to rein in spending. Worse than that, this budget doesn't really contain any structural reform whatsoever. Meanwhile, the debt bomb, which finances the deficit, continues to tick, with gross debt on track to exceed a trillion dollars in a few years. This budget pays down some of that debt, but the pressure is on to reduce it even faster, with interest payments of $60 million a day, now one of the single biggest costs the federal government will confront for years, maybe decades to come.